It's Tuesday, March 17, 2020. We're going to fill it right up to the top. Trump administration moves to shore up oil industry amid crashing oil prices. Coronavirus shutdown clears Italy's air. Plus, single greatest threat to our national security is climate change. All well and good. But nowhere near enough. Last men standing. Hobbling. Remaining Democratic presidential candidates duke it out over climate action. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's helping our oil industry and making us even further toward that wonderful goal which we've achieved, which nobody thought was possible, of energy independence. So we're moving towards that wonderful goal that we have already achieved. Yep. Got it. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, seems like the coronavirus is now infecting everything. Yes, even the green news. And you know, one of the things I've noticed are the striking similarities between the spread of the coronavirus and climate change Mm. and how governments react or don't Mm. with the coronavirus. Right now, we are getting to see in real time the consequences of the failure to act swiftly. Interesting. All the right wingers started by calling it a hoax. Now that it is clearly not a hoax, they're backtracking, trying to figure out how to make sense of it. That's a very fast moving version of climate change, it seems. (laughs) It kind of is. On to the news on Friday in announcing federal measures to address the coronavirus crisis. President Trump announced that he has ordered the U.S. Department of Energy to purchase large quantities of crude oil for the nation's strategic petroleum reserve. We're going to fill it right up to the top. Saving the American taxpayer billions and billions of dollars. The move directly benefits the oil industry by keeping the price of oil afloat. And it is something of a bailout for U.S. drilling companies amid cratering demand. Bloomberg News reports that even at the low current price, it's still going to cost taxpayers nearly $3 billion to buy it. Oil prices jumped on the news, but the boost was only temporary. When markets opened three days later on Monday, global oil prices plunged again, falling below $30 a barrel. That's the lowest in more than four years. Overall, oil prices are half what they were on January 1st. Some analysts predict that oil prices could drop below $20 a barrel in coming weeks, and it hasn't been that low since 1998. And how much does the industry have to sell it for per barrel for them to make any money, say, fracking to get that oil? About $50 a barrel on the global oil market would make fracking worthwhile. So $50 a barrel makes it profitable they're losing money at $20 a barrel. Yep. One of the perverse outcomes of the coronavirus pandemic is that it has literally cleared the air in Italy, which has been hardest hit by the outbreak in Europe. New satellite images now show that Italy's nationwide shutdown dramatically decreased toxic air pollution, and it also coincided with reducing emissions that cause global warming. In China, a new analysis of emissions data confirms that China's carbon emissions fell by about 25 percent during their shutdown. That's because people are not using as much fossil fuels. Industrial activity has fallen considerably and people are not flying or driving as much. So obviously a pandemic is not the way to fight climate change, but it does offer a stunning example of how fast shifting to clean energy would clean up the air. Great point. 
Finally, the latest 2020 Democratic presidential debate on Sunday night, hosted by CNN, included about 12 minutes of discussion on climate change. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, With the remaining two candidates, former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Biden defended his plan to address climate change, which is more modest than Bernie Sanders' plan and doesn't go nearly as far. We're going to once again reinstate all the cuts the president made and everything from the CAFE standards investing in light rail so that we take cars off the road, 500,000 charging stations, high-speed rail, taking millions of automobiles off the road, no more drilling on federal lands. I would immediately rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which I helped put together. We can do these things. We can lay down the tracks where nothing can be changed by the next president or following president. Sanders criticized Biden for not going far enough. This requires dramatic Bold action. We've got to take on the fossil fuel industry. Your plan does not do that. We can put millions and millions of people to work making our buildings uh, energy efficient, moving our transportation system to electricity. So what we're talking about is a massive, unprecedented investment. That is what the Green New Deal is about. I supported it uh, and I will fight to implement it. Biden's plan aims for making the U.S. carbon neutral by 2050, while Sanders' broader actions aim for carbon neutrality by 2030, which is what scientists say is necessary. Seems like Biden wants to restore all of the stuff that was underway under Obama and that Bernie Sanders says that ain't enough. We got to move even farther. It's go big or go slow. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. The big stuff. 